Lord always sends forth watchmen to warn. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Truth! Liar, liar, pants on fire. This sure holds a different meaning when you look at it through a biblical lens. When those in government, the media, big business, and big tech lie so much, they really believe their own lies, exposing liars becomes a full-time job. You just need the facts, and facts are relative when you're pushing a narrative, right? One thing that's a fact is that God hates liars. More on that next. I've seen all the things I've discovered, not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. We control the disease by controlling the information. You can't protect the public by lying to them. It's done every day. Jesus warned, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. They're to come like gentle sheep, sincere, intelligent, but said inward they're ravening wolves. The world is turned upside down. This is the World Turned Upside Down podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lyons, joining you on a Thursday evening, April the 8th. We took a week off in celebration of Easter and took a little bit of a break. So now I have a lot of stuff piled up here today that uh, I want to share with you. So this may be a long one, but we'll see where it goes. You know, when I was looking at this topic, and I actually came up with this topic a few days ago, it occurred to me how often we are seeing people just blatantly lie, whether it's in politics, and quite frankly, I think that's been the case since the beginning of government. But the media, the news media is totally corrupt, whether it's print or in the television realm. And you have, of course, celebrities and other people who think they have influence, and maybe they do have influence among some people, this not being one of them. But lying has just become so prevalent. And so I want to address today, this podcast is entitled Liars and Cheats because I think it's applicable to what is happening in the world more and more every day. So when we look at this, we're going to look at, or I should say, we're going to listen to some fun sound bites of different people. Just, we're going to expose some of their lies and comment on it. And then I'm going to take you on a journey which covers all through the Bible, through the Old Testament into the New Testament, you see how many different times that God points out how much he despises people who lie, people who cheat, people who do wrong, and and people who support this type of behavior. And it's clear that we are sliding even further down the slope 
as we see this become more and more prevalent, people just lie. And I think that in some ways they actually believe the lies that they say because they've said them so many times. So let's get right into it. The first bite that I'm going to play you is um, from Hunter Biden. We all know who he is and how he's been wrapped up in China and Ukraine and maybe Russia and different things like that. Well, anyway, this soundbite, he has a dumb new book that he's pushing and you can hear him just lying through his teeth because many months ago, there was a laptop that was found and this laptop is absolutely loaded with horrible things from what I understand. And some of them have been leaked out onto the internet and you can look them up for yourself, but I don't recommend that because you'll have to gouge out your eyes or, you know, spray gasoline in your eyes and light yourself on fire. I'm not suggesting that you really do that. But let me play this clip for you. He was giving an interview just this past week and hawking his book, which apparently has all of the answers in it. All you have to do is read the book. Yeah, it's a money-making scam. Anyway, he says that... Um, he has no idea if this is actually his laptop. What? How can you not know if a computer belongs to you or not? It's just ridiculous. So let's, let's play the clip. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that's... Is, this is I really a, don't know okay. what the answer is. That's you don't know yes or no if the laptop was yours. I don't have any yours. idea. I have no idea. So could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that it was, the, that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. It could be. But he doesn't know for sure, and he's not even sure if it's really his computer. Is anybody buying this stuff? I'm not. Let's go to another clip. This is White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, and she is just a bundle of joy. Just so much fun. Anyway, I'm sure she may or may not circle back to answer this question, but um, she was recently asked by Fox News White House correspondent Peter Ducey whether or not Biden will stop saying things about Georgia election laws that aren't true and that keeps being said, and this is what's spurring companies and people to give their opinions on these things, and it's just beyond stupid to me that they don't even know what is in this new law, and yet they keep spouting the same lies over and over again. So here's uh, Peter Ducey's exchange with Jen Psaki. Quick one on Georgia to put a bow on it. Um, is the president going to change the way that he talks about the new Georgia voting law? Because uh, in that interview that you referenced, he said the law would end voting at 5 o'clock when working people are just getting off. And he said it would end voting hours early so working people can't cast their vote after their shift is over. But the Washington Post gave that claim for Pinocchios because that part of the law 
gives counties the option to extend voting hours. And so I'm just curious if the president is going to change the way that he's talking. Well, fundamentally, the president doesn't believe it should be made harder to vote. He believes it should be easier. Uh, and this bill makes it harder to request and return an absentee ballot. It collapses the length of Georgia's runoff election, making it harder for large jurisdictions to offer early voting. It imposes rigid new restrictions on local officials' ability to set polling hours to suit the needs of voters in their county. Those are all pieces of the bill. So his uh, view is that we need to make it easier and not harder to vote. And No, his view is we need to keep it so that people can steal votes. It's that simple. If you listen to what she says, it makes absolutely no sense. And if you actually read what is in the legislation, which should have been done a long time ago, it actually opens up voting for more people. It's not restrictive. This is ridiculous. Another lie among many. Moving right along, we can't seem to make it through a podcast. And I have a a friend who does an, a podcast, Removing Confusion podcast with Tom Richardson. As much as he and I try to avoid talking about the flip-flopping fraudster, Anthony Fochi, Lord Fochi, he tends to come up a lot because of this whole coronavirus, China virus deal, and all of the mess that we find out daily about this and the experimental gene therapy that people are getting jabbed with, calling it a vaccine, which in no way, shape, or form it is a vaccine. But I digress. Let's play the clip here and see this guy blow like a leaf in the wind as he tells us that vaccines might become an annual necessity. With the vaccines going on right now, and you mentioned three million or the other, or more than three million a day, uh, is that does that keep us bulletproof? I, I, I guess what I'm asking, doctor. I mean, we we take yearly flu shots. Will we have to do something like that for this going forward? You know, it, yeah, Neil, it is conceivable because the thing that we don't know, and again, it gets gets back to what I was saying, is that as time goes by, you get more information and you act on the information. We don't know what the durability of the protection is. We know it's at least six to eight months, but we don't know if it's a year or a year and a half or two years. So there are a lot of factors that'll go into whether or not we're going to require a boost and how often we'll require it. Require a boost. Did you hear that? This guy, I, I can hardly listen to him. And we could go on a long time about this jab in the arm and talk about the many ways that the public has been lied to, not just here in America, but maybe even worse in other places like Canada and Europe, especially England. Israel comes to mind as well. That's a subject for another day, but it just goes to show you that the lies are so prevalent. I've got another wonderful clip here, and this is from the new senator, fraudulently elected, from the state of Georgia, Raphael Warnock. And Raphael, Mr. Warnock, has some interesting things to say about the beloved 
nation of Islam. Now, let me just give you some background. If you're not aware, this man claims to be a follower of Christ, a Christian preacher. And yet, listen to what he says here. The nation of Islam is significant, uh, but its numbers don't come anywhere near the membership of uh, our churches. Um, its, its voice has been important, and its voice has been important even for the development of black theology, because it was the black Muslims who, who challenged black preachers and said, you're, prom you're promulgating, you know, they call the, the white man's religion. And that's a slave religion. You're telling people to focus on heaven, meanwhile they're catching hell. And so we've needed the witness of the nation of Islam in a real sense um, when, uh, to put a fire under us and keep us honest about uh, the meaning of the proclamation coming from our pulpits. You have got to be kidding me. This guy is so far off base. If he needs the nation of Islam to light a fire under him to do anything, there's a serious problem. If he can't read the word of God and come to the conclusion that it is enough that it should be inspiring enough for us to do what Jesus told us to do, we have a problem. So propping them up, that is just out and out pandering, really, if you want to be honest about it, in which we always try to be honest here. Now, next clip is from another um, source that we have, and this is from... Uh, the vice president claiming that, um, you know, the, the cages are so terrible. This is an old clip, and now she has uh, done a flip-flop, and actually she's completely lost in the wilderness as, the, as Biden appointed her to deal with the crisis at the border, and she suddenly disappeared and has gone radio silent. Well, just listen to this clip because it's... Uh, it's so hypocritical. With the detention of these children, the circumstances by which they arrived is a human rights abuse being committed by the United States government. And so we are here to stand up and say that we are not going to allow this to happen, not on our watch. I will tell you, when elected, the first thing I'm going to do, one of the first things, is to shut down these private detention facilities. Just shut them down. <laughs> How's that working out? It's not. They're doing nothing, and it is atrocious what is happening on the border, a problem that just manifested itself in the span of less than a month and has gotten worse and worse and worse and was improving dramatically in the last four years until they reversed everything that President Trump did to stop the mess, the madness, and the chaos. But they're hypocritical. They lie through their teeth. Here's another um, Washington newbie, I guess you would call her, AOC, about the border. And, you know, it's funny. I'm reminded that 
sometimes people from the South have a saying for people like this. They say, oh, bless her heart. Of course, it's a sarcastic way to sort of call someone a turnip. But I'm going to play this clip for you because it's just, uh, it's funny what she says here and actually a little sad. Let's talk about the climate crisis because the U.S. has disproportionately contributed to the total amount of emissions that is causing a planetary climate crisis right now. And But who is bearing the brunt of that? Disproportionately, it's actually not us. We help create the problem, but disproportionately, it's the global south. It's South Asia. It's Latin America that are going to be experiencing the floods, wildfires, and droughts in a disproportionate way, which ding, 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 has already started a migration crisis. But people don't want to have that conversation. Oh, really? I mean, just every time I hear this woman speak, she has words coming out of her mouth and they are saying absolutely nothing. She is quite the talker, full of meaningless words. But she might sound smart to the TikTok crowd, whoever they are. Here's another one, Nancy Pelosi. I know we're going long on politics, but I told you I had a lot that I had saved up. <laughs> Crazy Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. I'm not sure how many drinks she had before this interview, but she basically, well, just listen to the statement that she says here. It's, it's pretty funny. And we want to be fair. Now, if I wanted to be unfair, I wouldn't have seated the, Dem the Republican from Iowa because that was my right on the opening day. I would have just said, you're not seated. And that would have been my right as speaker to do. So now she has given herself the authority to decide who should be seated in Congress and who should not. It has nothing to do with the voters and how they voted. Fortunately, that race, the Iowa representative race, the Democrat conceded and decided that she wasn't going to fight it because they were talking about overturning it and taking the seat away from the Republican who was elected by six votes and it was all certified legitimate. But you see these people, they can't stand it when it goes the other way. Crazy. So we'll move along. Let's get into the meat here because that's what we're all about. The politics is just the, the icebreaker, if you want to call it that. Some people might call it the, uh, the poison. <laughs> I can't say I don't disagree with you on that. Or the bitter pill to swallow. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you are awake and aware of what's going on, so some of this stuff is not new to you. But if it is new to you, I would encourage you to share this podcast. We're on Anchor, which distributes to a bunch of different places. I think Spotify and other places. But we're not on Facebook anymore, Fakebook or Twitter, any of those places. You can find me on MeWe, Parler, Gab. Those are the social media sites that I like to use now. But if you're on those other platforms and that's your prerogative, please feel free to share it because maybe somebody will hear it. Who needs to hear it? I just choose not to be a part of those 
platforms anymore. We are living in a time such as Jeremiah. And I'm reminded of Jeremiah 9, 6. And I'm reading from New American Standard Bible. I don't care which version you like to read from as long as it's not the message. You can read from any book, uh, King James Version, NIV. Jeremiah 9, 6 says, Your dwelling is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, declares the Lord. Aren't we living in a country where it seems like we're being deceived every day and many people, not only can they not see it, but they're just ignoring it. And I think actually, probably more than likely, more people understand what's happening than not. It's just, what do you do about it? Something you'll hear from me, and it's kind of a theme, is that we shouldn't let any man deceive us. That's, that's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. This goes for anyone like Dr. Fochi, but especially for false teachers who may be in churches. Maybe you watch someone on TV or or even sitting in a church where they are just spoon-feeding you things that are not biblical, their self-help stories, their new age stuff. You have to be discerning. Ephesians 5, 6 says, Let no, no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Watch out for wolves in sheep's clothing. I use a clip from uh, David Wilkerson, and he quotes this exact verse. For all those preachers who like to tickle ears and teach feel-good messages and throw out the Old Testament, never touch Revelation, don't want to talk about any hard verses, Matthew 24, um, they just want to talk about Jesus loves you. And that's true. We've come to a point where in Canada, they just recently erected a fence around a church. Authorities raided the church. The preacher was yelling at them to get out, interrupting a service. We've come to a point where there are people who will turn you into the authorities if you mention anything that might be considered a conspiracy theory, try to peg you as a QAnon follower because you think for yourself. Just because you think for yourself and are looking for the truth does not mean you follow QAnon. QAnon is just a a joke. And if you're involved in that stuff, drop it and stay away from it because it's a distraction. Some biblical texts about liars. Where can we start with this? I mean, the first place, obviously, is the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20, verse 16. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't lie about your neighbor. I mean, it's right there. I mean, 
If we're going to put it on the tablets that Moses brought down from the mountain, it must be important. Because God loves truth and he loves truth tellers. Proverbs 3, verses 3 and 4. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. A little later on, Proverbs 12, 24. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal faithfully are his delight. Those who proclaim the truth are not going to be listened to. I think we're noticing it more and more. The liars are rising to the surface and the people who tell the truth are being pushed down. We have cancel culture, censorship, people being booted off of social media, having their YouTube channels deleted sometimes for videos or things posted from years ago. We're in this place in time where it seems like those who lie and cheat get their way. But it's not over. It's not over. Don't be discouraged. Continuing on, lying also reveals that the person who is doing the lying has a lack of godliness. Wow. I, I think it's pretty clear when you talk about some of the people who are in charge, people in power, they definitely are godless people. Proverbs 12, 17, he who speaks truth tells what is right, but a false witness deceit. We've gone over before the godless nature of politics and many of these people are atheists or who knows what. But worse than that are the people who proclaim to be Christians, but their actions line up more with Matthew 24. And we see them. They only care about themselves, lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, on and on, godless people. Lying is also a sign of lawlessness. You know, in the last days, there's going to be an increase in wickedness, and I think we see that. Don't get me wrong. It's been getting increasingly worse since the beginning, since the fall. But lying is a sign of lawlessness. 1 Timothy chapter 1, 9-11 through 11 says... Realizing the fact that law is not made for a righteous person, but for those who are lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who kill their fathers and mothers, for murderers and immoral men and homosexuals and kidnappers and liars and perjurers and whatever else is contrary to sound teaching, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted, Paul says. There was an Uber driver killed in Washington, D.C., and this is just a horrible, horrible story, by a 13- and 15-year-old girl. They're two different people. They carjacked this guy, and all he was doing was delivering food. 
They drive down the street. The video is not something I would recommend watching. Drive down the street with the guy hanging out the door, eventually flipping over the car after they crash it. And this guy's dead body is laying on the sidewalk. And what were they worried about? Their phones were still in the car. Where is the outrage from the left of this hate crime against a Pakistani man who's just trying to make a living? You see, liars follow a double standard. It's good for me, but not for thee. You have people who are defending these murderers for what they did and just saying stupid stuff like, well, they're just kids. They don't know any better. Are you kidding me? I'm sure there's more in that story, but just a terrible situation. Lawlessness. It's tied to lying. We see it all the time. Lying is also the mark of an unfaithful person. Proverbs 13.5, a righteous man hates falsehood, but a wicked man acts disgustingly and shamefully. Proverbs 14.5, a trustworthy witness will not lie, but a false witness utters lies. You think about, well, we're going to pick on him because it's so easy to pick on. Hunter Biden apparently was committing adultery with his cancer-stricken brother's wife, while his brother was still alive. A wicked man acts disgustingly and shamefully. I think this qualifies as that. Moving right along, liars and cheats. It's better to be poor than to gain wealth by lying. And in Proverbs 21.6, it says, The acquisition of treasures by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor, the pursuit of death. Proverbs 19.22 says, what, a desi- what is desirable in a man in his, is his kindness, and it is better to be a poor man than a liar. All these people seeking material wealth and many of them on the backs of regular people remember that false teachers are wolves in sheep's clothing, sometimes fleecing the flocks. Try saying that five times fast, fleecing the flocks. But have you ever noticed how when politicians leave office, Somehow they wind up getting like $4 million book deals to write their memoirs of what happened. I think you know who I'm talking about here when I'm speaking of liars. Just think about it and see who recently got a $4 million book deal. Another point. Hypocrites are addicted to lying Hosea 11.12, Ephraim surrounds me with lies and the house of Israel with deceit. Judah is also unruly against God, even against the Holy One who is faithful. What does Jesus call the Pharisees? Remember what he called them? Whitewashed tombs, but dead inside. He called them hypocrites because they put on a false front. It's the same as lying not being who you really are, being a different person on Sunday than you are Monday through Saturday, maybe worse on Saturday, I don't know. 
Liars love and pure conversation. An evildoer listens to wicked lips. A liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. Proverbs 17.4. There's a lot of wisdom in this book of Proverbs. Huh. I didn't know that was in the Bible. It's funny, too, because some people think that some funny sayings are actually in the Bible. I don't remember any of them off the top of my head, but it is kind of funny when I've heard heard it said, like, well, that's in the Bible. Well, no, it's not in the Bible. I think about the view, Ugh. impure conversation, just listening to them is enough to, well, I don't listen to them. Let's be real. Uh, most people don't watch them anyway, so... The only time I see them is on when there's a soundbite on Tucker Carlson or somewhere and they're mocking them, rightfully so. Jesus called Satan the father of lies. Liars speak their father's native language. Lies. Here's a big verse. If you don't remember any other verse, remember this one. And it really is the center of all this. John 8, 44, this is talking about the scribes and Pharisees. Jesus is John 8, 44. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature. He is a liar and the father of lies. A lot of people are steeped in lies. And when you are steeped in lies, you're only doing the work of the devil. Lying also accompanies other sins. Hosea 4, 1 through 2. Listen to the word of the Lord, O sons of Israel. For the Lord has a case against the inhabitants of the land because there is no faithfulness or kindness or knowledge of God in the land. There is swearing, deception, murder, stealing, and adultery. They employ violence so that bloodshed follows bloodshed. Devils are thirsty for blood. Don't forget that. Even though our battles against the spiritual realm, they want blood and you see it all over the place. How many times do we see that liars are just... How many times do we see that liars are not just good at lying, but their deception creeps into other areas as well? Lies lead to other sinful behavior, and it just grows and grows and grows and stacks up more and more all the time. And liars will perish. Liars will perish. I mean, everyone's going to die at some point, but liars will perish. Psalms 5, 6 says, You destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord abhors the man of bloodshed and deceit. Proverbs nineteen nine: A false witness will not go unpunished. And he who tells lies will perish. Revelation 21, 8. But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake 
that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. There may not be justice on this earth. We don't always see justice. But God will have the ultimate justice. And unfortunately for many, and I say many because it's true, it's going to be the eternal death of hell. It goes on forever. Remember Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 5? Let me read this whole passage to you because it's important. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and kept back some of the price for himself with his wife's full knowledge. And bringing a portion of it, he laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? While it remained unsold, did did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. And as he heard these words, Ananias fell down and breathed his last, and great fear came over all who heard of it. The young men got up and covered him up, and after carrying him out, they buried him. Now there elapsed an interval of about three hours, and his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter responded to her, "'Tell me whether you sold the land for such and such a price?' And she said, "'Yes, that was the price.' Then Peter said to her, Why is it that you have agreed together to put the Spirit of the Lord to the test? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out as well. And immediately she fell at his feet and breathed her last, and the young men came and found her dead. They carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came over the whole church for all who had heard these things. These people just dropped dead because they were deceitful. They lied, not just to men, but to God. The sin of deceit, of lying, cannot be covered up because God sees everything. Now, turning this around, I know we're going long here, and I told you I had a lot to talk about. So we're going to keep going here, but... I want to explain to you some of the attributes of God that are in complete opposition to those who are liars and cheats. You see, God never lies. It says in Titus 1-2, In the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised long ages ago. Numbers 23-19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said... And will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Jesus said himself that he is truth. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. 1 Peter 2, 22, Who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth? Talking about Jesus looking back at the Old Testament prophecy about Jesus. 
We're to be like God. Ephesians 4.15 says, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. And if there's no lie, if God is not a liar, if God is truth, Jesus is truth, we should be striving to be like that. So we're close to wrapping things up here, I promise. And we have to remember that in spite of the way things are going, the things that we see, the way people are acting, the things that are forced upon us seemingly, we have to remember that truthful people, the people who uphold the truth, which is the word, will prevail in the end. It's pretty clear when you read all the way through, we know how the book ends. We know how the story ends and the story has a good ending for those who put their trust and faith and follow. It's important to follow Jesus and do what he's commanded us to do. Psalm 63, 11, but the king will rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him will glory for the mouths of those who speak lies will be stopped. Proverbs 12, 19, truthful lips will be established forever but a lying tongue is only for a moment. Colossians 3.9, do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices. And lastly, Proverbs 30, verses 8 and 9, keep deception and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is my portion that I not be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or that I not be in want and steal and profane the name of God. If you're listening out there, just remember, let this verse, these two verses from Proverbs 30 verses eight and nine, let this be your prayer. Let us always live in truth, seek truth, you don't have to worry about me thinking you're going you're a conspiracy theorist or a QAnon follower if you question things and you seek the truth. If you are seeking the truth, you will find it. Open up your Bible. Find good teachers and preachers who are willing to bring you along with them and show you what the word says and explain it in some cases if you need that. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. And all these things, all this noise from these people who are of the world, these lying cheats, liars and cheats, will soon pass away. I know this has been a long one, but we took a week off, so I had a lot to say. I hope it was enlightening in some ways and maybe you picked up something from it. It was a lot of scripture. But know that Jesus is truth and he's the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through him. We have to remember that. So go out there. Be obedient to what the word says. Seek the truth. Don't buy into lies. And know that God is in control in this world that's turned upside down. But don't worry, there's another world waiting for us beyond. I'm Mike Lyons. This is the 
World Turned Upside Down podcast. Until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs>